Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am super fantastic. I am wearing the, I don't know if you can see it, Valentine oh. Wolf t-shirt. Oh, yay. Uh, because they just played at Dragon Con. That's right. Yeah. No, that was fantastic. Yeah, Kyle just got back from there. I can't remember if she ran into them or not. I'm sure she saw them around somewhere, though. But that's great. Yeah, Valentine Wolf, they do our theme song. And as well as the music that Cammy plays in the background when Cammy talks, they helped us with that. <laughs> they are very cool. Check them out on Facebook. They're awesome. Uh, Cammy, what are we talking about here today? What's what's today? the topic? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about a famous Britain woman, Bodica. That's right. Yeah, so she's pretty legendary. You know, this was a while ago. We're talking like sixty CE is when they believe. The revolt happened when I think when she died. Yeah, yeah, she died somewhere between sixteen sixty one, A D C E, whatever you use, Anno Domini, right? That's what it stands for in Latin. Yes. And so Cammy's got a story of uh, this awesome warrior woman, and then we'll talk about some of the history behind it. It's pretty pretty nice, pretty straightforward. If you've listened to some of the other ones uh, that are kind of like Roman based or Roman source based, then you'll be familiar with it. But yeah, good good deal of fun here. So, Cammy, uh, hit us with that story. Sure, I'd like to thank my father for bringing this to my attention, Ooh. and <laughs> I used uh, Penelope.Chicago.edu, uh, Bodica, and Thoughtco biography of Bodica. Tall with ruddy hair, like a long flame exhaling to her west waist, this woman stood. Her eyes a fierce fire. Her tunic brightly colored. Fashion, fastened at her neck with a golden brooch. As she spoke, her voice graveled and booming, and her people listened. Rome had for twenty years pressed into their land, the, the empire hoping to gain foothold and rule in this distant place. They needed the cooperation of the Britons, something they didn't have yet. The Britons had, happy, had been happy to pay their dues for roads and clean water, but they stopped short of willfully complying for they feared outright occupation and mistreatment of their people. So Bodica, standing tall above her fellow Britons, roused them with these words, If you weigh well the strength of our armies, you will see that in this battle we must conquer or die. This is a woman's resolve. As for men, they may live or be slaves. I am not fighting for my kingdom and wealth now. I am fighting as an ordinary person for my lost freedom, my bruised body, and my outraged daughters. First she marched on Colchester, sacking the town and tearing apart the Temple of Claudius. Then she marched to Longthorpe, 80 miles away, and defeated Serlius. On she went to Londondom, and slaughtered the Romans there, looting the city. But when the troops marched on to Manchester, the Romans were ready. They used the valley to flank the Britons, and rained arrows upon their chariots. Lacking breastplates, many fell. When they tried to turn back, their fallen impeded them. So there was Bodica standing on her chariot, her hands loosened from the reins, and her daughters, who had led the charge, still beside her, and 80,000 Britons fallen to the ambush behind. The woman stood, put something to her lips, and then the great lengths of red hair flowed down and covered her now slumped body, the hero fallen to her own hand. Very nice. 
I mean, that's not not nice. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this very is very terrible. This is a pretty interesting story. Um, you know, it, it's pretty nice as far as like the primary sources go or uh, of the time. It's two famous uh, Greco-Roman sources, Tacitus and Cassius Dio. I'll, I'll start with kind of a look at just a little bit on them. We, we've mentioned Tacitus before. In fact, very recently we did because I mentioned him um, during the Days of the Week episode that we did. That was, yeah, la the last episode. <clears throat> and he was a famous historian, born 56 uh, AD, died 120 AD. And he was a yeah, historian, politician, um, He's regarded as one of the best scholars. He wrote uh, Germania about like German people and things like that, uh, the, you know, the, the tribes um, at the time. And he, he's a lot of his work survived. And Cassius Dio or Lucius Cassius Dio is one of the uh, very similar. He he's, was born in 155 AD. So he was just a little while after Tacitus was dead. So it's actually pretty interesting. We, we have in some of the sources I read, I mean, Tacitus literally got to talk to people who were a part of this 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 like in britain you know during these revolts and you know the roman takeover um was like a pretty like textbook colonialism like you know we think of the like 14th or the, the the 15th 16th 17th century when we think of colonialism but rome like this was very very similar to what we would consider like modernly ironically british like to you know the americas or or india or something like that colonialism and uh Boudica was was just someone who was in this. Uh, I, I I thought of this idea. I've actually been listening to lectures and great courses stuff from uh, these uh, professors, Jennifer Paxton and Patrick Allett. They t they have really good coursework on on England and stuff like that. Um, it, and it's really cool. I've been trying to like uh, figure out like a little bit more about British identity in general because it's it's really interesting. You know, um, they're like you know, Boudica is she she is a, a Briton. You know, she she was like someone who spoke like a Gaelic based language, essentially. And so uh, she had been there for quite a while. I, there, there, her, um, what, Iceni or Icenia is the tribe that she was queen of uh, with her husband, um, uh, King Prasu, Prasu Tagus. Prasutagus. Is that like a, a romanization of his I don't, name? I don't, I really, or it might be a romanization of the name. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Gaelic's because when weird. I looked at it, I, it looked very similar to like a Latin. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem Latin enough though. Uh, and this was pretty early. I, I, it's, it's, it is hard to say like how, um, yeah, like it, how, how, like what, what, what's the idea behind that name? But it, to me, I, th I think it's just a straight up Gaelic name. I mean, Gaelic is is pretty wild, and there's different from you know like um, Irish Gaelic, Welsh. It comes from Gaelic. You know, like it's it's a whole like its own stem of a language so there's a lot that kind of goes from that but yeah they i mean they they were just chilling they they in this this uh, area iceni um along what, what is it the northeast coast i think of england and they the king he they they paid tribute to to the rome i mean they were they were like they, they were kind of doing it you know they were they were going along with it and it was basically um yeah the, as far as in 43 a.d I, the Iceni tribe allied with Rome. They just decided, let's just do it. And the king actually in his will wrote that half of his inheritance should go, or half of his wealth should go to his kids, his daughters, and then the rest should go to, um, I, I think it was Emperor Nero at the time, or, or you know, the, the Roman. The Roman state. Yeah. But there was some mistreatment there, and, and it was weird. I think they ended up taking out, like, or wanting to take the whole thing. Basically, after this mistreatment, Boudicca 
decided to help lead a revolt. I mean, she obviously had a lot of sway. I, I it's it's hard to say how they kind of thought of women, but obviously, if and like you know having a social status, but obviously, if Boudica was able to rally her these people, the tribesmen, they they didn't maybe have the same kind of thoughts that the Romans did at the time. So she had quite a successful uh, attack and sacked Londinium, which is now London. And the the thing after that though was the 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 Romans were able to kind of re- retreat, reinforce, and then just come back and storm. And as many as like thirty thousand Britons were killed during this too. I mean, they, the the Romans or the the Boudicca's forces apparently were were extremely like just no mercy, no no uh, prisoners. And yeah, from Tacitus and Cassius Dio, either it was uh, she poisoned herself or died of sickness. I think it was Tacitus who said poison. I think uh, Cassius Dio says that she might have died from sickness. And it's hard to say which one. I'm not sure how they felt. I, I'm wondering if like ritualistic suicide was big in uh, the the like Gaelic religion. Well, could you imagine being captured by the Romans after you just right? Well, and I don't slaughtered? know. If- yeah, it's rough. Like I, they, they. Well, you'd be crucified if nothing else. Yeah, they, they had, yeah, they had treated her daughters horribly. Um, they completely violated them. I mean, they, they, yeah, it was, it went both ways, absolutely horribly. Um, it, this was, this was pretty wild. And uh, what, what I think is wild with Tacitus is he actually, uh, with his eyewitness accounts. So you, I mean, I, I'm thinking of like someone talking to their grandpa about World War II and and writing it down. Tacitus actually feels oh no it was Cassius Dio that that actually feels that uh so the, or yeah so Cassius Dio didn't have an exact he, you know he was I don't think anyone would have been left alive from from the time he did unless they were really old but he he had basically like o- almost primary hand accounts the sons of the people that were involved you know he could have talked to and he he writes that uh, these the, the Britons here were really victims of the Romans like this was just extremely like, this was just ab- abuse um from the Romans completely here and so it, it is it's it's pretty interesting to see sort of how that idea kind of formed uh, in a very close to the event happening like less than 100 years um pretty much or just about 100 years uh, after it happened people were writing about it and were like the romans kind of sucked um <laughs> regarding this so and, and it i mean you know over time um the- do you think it was like those romans sucked we don't suck anymore kind of idea or was it more like, well, you know, we, we did an we episode don't like the state now. We did an episode on St. Patrick on St. Patrick's Day. And I think that did a good job of showing us because St. Patrick was a Romano British citizen. He was someone who was like definitely you know, he spoke like a, a, a Gaelic based language, you know, like Welsh or, or some kind of Britonic language. And but he, he was distinctly like Romanized I and mean, he was a saint. You know, he was a, uh, he, a member of the church. And so definitely through a lot of Britain, especially for, I guess, like the wealthier classes, uh, they, they totally integrated with the Roman identity. And when the Romans left, they were really upset. But and it persisted, the, you know, the Anglo-Saxons even that came even took over so or, or took got taken over by Roman religion and stuff like that. So I, I do I think it was it was like a I think it was just, yeah, bad, like stupid colonialism kind of adhering to it. I mean, uh, the in his will. Prasagustus's will, he wanted to pay tribute to the Romans, you know? I think it's clear to see that there was kind of an open area for them to to work together, but just something happened. Um, so, I, yeah. What's that? 
Nero. Right. Nero yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, that that could definitely be it. I mean, I think about like I when with the the lecturers that I have been that I mentioned um earlier, uh, Jennifer Paxton, especially her uh, I watched a, a television series where it talks about kind of the history of like Celtic peoples and stuff like that. And Celtic Gaelic are, are actually kind of interchangeable in some ways. There's a there's a belief that like the Gauls, the Celtic, the, the, those people kind of started like in what's what's like Spain basically, and then mm-hmm. like migrated. We're talking like a long time ago, and then migrated up through, and then eventually like at some point, some of them went to the British Islands. Yeah, and I just think about like you know Julius Caesar eighty years ago from the time of Boudicca, the Iceni tribe joining with the British. You know he was just ripping through the Gauls. And I think a lot of people are more familiar with that. I mean, he used to, he, you know, he, he would, they were just as tribal. They weren't a unified people. And I, that's what the Iceni, I think, were. And it's, it, I mean, it makes sense by the, you know, you have so much experience dealing with these people that have similar things. I love it too. When I, when I look through all my sources, whenever they have pictures of like Celtic people, they always have pants. I don't know if you knew this, but like that was like a thing of the Gauls. They'd have like a spear and a wooden, shield and pants that was the defining factor and that was it was true like that was what historians wrote about the the people back then had pants and it was weird to have pants <laughs> that's that was that was the tactical like upgrade they had so yeah you can just imagine Bodica with her pants getting ready to fight <laughs> yeah it, it is it's weird i don't think we'll ever really know exactly why you can again you can kind of think of more modern colonialism during the the colonialism era and how many times was there like a amicable in air quotes uh, situation that some corrupt governor just started completely going overboard with, you know, and with abusing locals? So yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, I really I, I like looking at this story. Um, the the nice thing and what I'll kind of end on is how it evolved. It doesn't seem to have any like big significance after the 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 writings of Cassius Dio and things like that. I mean, I guess it was it was just included in the history. You know, it was this was just another tribe. This was a, a, an amazing woman who kind of stood out. But I think other than that, it was sort of non glamorous beyond that, and and never really stuck out. But it was during the reign of Elizabeth the um, first in the sixteenth uh, or so. You know, through the sixteenth and eighteenth century, Queen, through Queen Elizabeth the first, we started to see her kind of Boudicca become more important specifically in british history the works of tacitus were rediscovered and so people were kind of talking about this um and you know this is this is uh thousands or you know 1500 years after the events uh, a lot's going on we actually just talked about queen elizabeth the first because of our nathan drake episode elizabeth was under strains to fight against the spanish armada and so there was a sort of allegory between uh, her fighting the spanish armada britain the, you know, Boudicca defending Britain against the Romans uh, and things like that. Uh, there was also a play in 1610 um, by a, a younger contemporary of Shakespeare called Francis Beaumont and Anna, a man named John Fletcher, who wrote a play called Bundica, uh, which is was inspired by chronicles that were based off of this. And it was a British heroine play sort of thing. Britain Strike Home was a, a popular patriotic song in the 18th and 19th century. And there was a really popular poem in 1782 called uh, Bodicea, an Ode. Bodicea is another way to pronounce it back then. In fact, my mom, I, I was talking to her about it just yesterday, and she was like, do you mean Bodicea? And I was like, well, you know, the C, Caesar, Kaiser, you know, the the Latin kind of part of it. Um, and that's if you, the Welsh pronunciation. I'm going to I'm gonna quiz you. Do you know how to pronounce it? it it's B-U-D-D-U-G. Carrie. Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> guess. It, so the D-D makes a th 
sound. So okay. I believe, and I think just a UG would be an UG. So I think it's Bathug. So I, I think so. Maybe maybe uh, our awesome Welsh listener can can help us out with that. I, I'll say Google is completely unreliable. When you pop it into Translate, you know, I could put like a Japanese phrase, and it'll it'll the Robo Japanese Google. Uh, lady will sound perfect when you put in a welsh phrase and ask for it to like say it it sounds like a robot from 1985 that's dying <laughs> like it i i tried to it and it was just like buzz what <laughs> what does that mean you know you can there's a really great website just yeah uh called forvo f-o-r i think i went there and they have people from those areas. different okay. places. So there would be like a Welsh person saying, perhaps. And I mean, I don't know. I went, I, I, I did try another website and it, it, it'll put like a, it's all robots and it'll do like a British. So it'll be like budug. So it'll, it'll pronounce the DD, but I know that the DD isn't, it's a th. So um, I think Gigi also makes that as well. Anyway, Welsh is crazy. Y'all listen to our episode on Anun spelled A-N-N-W-N. That, that was really fun on Welsh myth. But um, anyway, uh, and, and I'll, uh, the, that Welsh name is it, – it has been like a semi-popular name. Like there was an actress named that. Um, it means victorious in modern Welsh, and that it, it's a modernized Welsh name. I don't know how they would have pronounced it back then. I guess we don't really know exactly how Boudicca would have said her name back then. It does seem like it is kind of Latinized, and Bathug might be closer to, to what – than Boudicca or Boudicca. But what's cool – so Budug or Bathug – um, the Welsh version means victorious or victory. And uh, to further, you know, off of Queen Elizabeth I in the 19th and 20th century, Queen Victoria, Victoria, I don't know if you know, Cammy means victory. And so there was another sort of like um, correlation here. Victoria also being seen as like a strong uh, queen, you know, a strong woman. Um, her poet, po- uh, poet laureate, um, uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson uh, wrote a poem called Bodicea as well. And and during this time period, several ships were named after both the Queen Victoria and Boudicca. Um, she was also a suffragette uh, symbol for the women's right to vote. And um, <laughs> there's a funny belief that she was buried between platforms 9 and 10 in King's Cross Station in London, England. Although uh, this is probably like a post-World War II thing. So I just imagine that's right next to platform nine and three quarters is Boudicca. <laughs> That'd be cool. Maybe that's where Rowling got her inspiration for putting that there. But um, yeah, uh, in conclusion, uh, this is a really cool story. Uh, we, we know these events by the Roman historians. Unfortunately, not really. Uh, we don't have like a, a British source, but it seems like uh, from what was preserved, it, it, it's totally likely that this did happen in the way that in the way that it did um, from the sources that have them itself. Like Cassius Dio himself even empathized with the Britons at the abuse of the Romans. I'll note that both Tacitus and Cassius Dio, I believe, were like Greek Roman as well. Um, Cassius Dio especially was, um, and he was he actually wrote in ancient Greek his many of his works. So maybe he was just like really empathizing with the Britons. Like, yeah, I, we were there right before y'all. I promise. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Boudicca, she's really cool. Um, I was, I, I'll, I'll, one more thing, I was exposed to her 
in Civilization V, she was a playable character. Um, it was really cool. She was like a, a leader of the Celts nation, and um, she had really cool uh, – like her, her uh, empire played like a religious military game. And so – because the, you know, the, the Welsh um, or the, the, the Britons, especially the, the tribal nature of it, they had a really cool religion um, at the time that uh, I definitely wanted to get into at some point. It's just a little hard to without the written resources. But yeah, so – Cammy, thank you for your story. I think that was great to hear about it. Um, whatever happened to her, she's definitely a, a huge symbol. And as you know, we got to the 20th century, it was kind of cool to see this British tribe, Celtic, Gaelic speaking woman, queen, warrior queen become like a huge symbol that even today is kind of thought of as like a, a national hero. Um, so yeah, I love it. You can see there's there's modern statues of her and it's it's pretty wild. So I love it. But um Excellent. Well, Cam, thanks so much for everything. I always appreciate your stories. Thank you, uh, Brian. Everyone, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. And if you have any suggestions, uh, we're getting ready for Halloween month soon. October is always really fun because we have spooky it's be stories. Spooky. Yeah, we're really excited. So, a couple more weeks and we'll have that. Um, check out the link tree in the description for all of our social media stuff, YouTube. Click the thumbs and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all I've got. Cam, you good? I'm good. Awesome. Well, everyone, we will see you next time. Oh.